Welcome to By the Fiberside, a knitting and spinning podcast from the southern edge of northern Alberta, Canada. Episode 50, Choosing Christmas. We don't have Christmas decorations up this year. There just never seemed to be time to dig them out of the basement closet I don't want to deal with right now, or to go through them to see which ones are cat safe. My only nod to Christmas treats is an organic dairy-free candy cane chocolate bar and coconut nog in the fridge. Mike and I are only doing a few little things for each other right now, since we just bought a house, and we'll be doing a bigger Christmas for ourselves in July. And yet, Even though so many of the things that I love about Christmas are just not around me this year, I still love Christmas, and I'm still feeling it. It wasn't more than two weeks ago where I thought to myself, I need to make this pattern for Sheila for Christmas. Luckily, a friend talked me down, and I'm refocused on her birthday, but that's typical of me for this time of year. I've been looking askance at my sock yarn stash, imagining Christmas ornaments, The Ravelry advertisement for Mohi Mohi Land's Deck the Walruses makes me imagine hordes of adorable winter walruses adorning the trees of all my family members. I'd pulled out all the bits and pieces of craft dinner crafts that we collected over the years, extras from the years that we weren't able to attend, and was seriously considering making a few sequined pine cones and folded paper balls before I realized that I just didn't have the time. Instead, I'm pouring my time and energy into Mike's socks, which I'm calling a Christmas present. Even though Mike and I aren't doing much for each other this year, there are still presents to be bought for other people. One of the things I love about this time of year is how differently you think of the people around you. People you don't talk to regularly still get a Christmas card so they know you're thinking of them. People that you're buying presents for aren't just in your head as family or friends or partners. You spend time thinking about them differently. What will make them happy? What will express the depth of affection I have for this person? Even strangers in stores or on the street seem to be thinking of others differently. After I thanked the gas jockey today for helping me with my flat tire, he wished me a Merry Christmas. At any other time of year, it might have been, have a nice day, but it's only at this time of year that we wish for each other to have a whole season, almost two weeks, worth of nice days. There is a light and a warmth between people that is tangible, even through the darkest, coldest days of the year. I probably sound horribly naive. I don't want you to think that I don't know that there is darkness and sadness and terrible things happening, even in my own city, even with people I probably know. Christmas can be a very stressful time for people. I'm not immune, and I know what's out there. But sometimes, sometimes you just have to make a choice about how you react to things. I finally sat down this weekend and started up again on the level 4 homework. I'd reached a point where I was done kicking myself about not having energy or an end not working on it. I realized that I just had to start working on it to the best of my abilities and energy. If that was only an hour, then it was only an hour. I had to choose to stop making myself feel guilty and find a way to balance all the different and competing needs in my life. So I did. That's not to say it will be easy. Things like this are a daily choice, and each day gives you a whole new set of circumstances to be mindful of when making those decisions. 
And there are days where I will fall into old patterns and berate myself for falling behind again. But I will acknowledge that I was hard on myself, determine why I reacted that way, and forgive myself. Christmas is the same. We have a choice in how we come to the holiday. We can come full of light, happiness, and peace, no matter what the circumstances outside ourselves are. Or we can come with darkness, anger or sadness, and stress. Myself, I choose the former as often as I can. And if I forget and let the outside world affect me, bringing me into anger or stress, all I need to do is forgive myself and choose again to love and live Christmas all through the season. Thanks for listening. This is By the Fiberside. Fiber Week. It took me a little while to get going again, but then a friend of mine posted on Facebook that she was within 10 skeins of being finished level four except for the final project, and she's well on her way to being only having the final project left by the end of January. And she also took an extension on level three, and I'm sitting here thinking, why I'm feeling inadequate. <laughs> I mean, I know I've I've got a bit less time than her, but I've barely started. So this weekend I sat down, Friday night, I threw in a, a DVD into my computer. I sat and I blended up the seven shades of gray that uh, that for the D1, I believe it is. And Saturday I spun them all, as well as the white and the black. So by the end of the day yesterday, I had nine skeins spun up for level four. And that, that feels good. You know, it, it, it feels good. I mean, I, I know it was just my default spin. I already had the blending done, but it's nine skeins out of 48. And that's a pretty big chunk. So tomorrow night, I'm going to sit down and measure them all and get them all ready and get them put in my binder so that that's all done. And just in case they fall down and they so they don't get mixed up. So next up will be the one fleece exercise, which I think takes care of another nine or ten skeins, or eight or nine, or something like that. And I'll uh, I'll do that. Well, we're coming up on Christmas. I'll 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 start doing a little bit in the evenings, and then also uh, between Christmas and New Year's, I'm off work, so there'll be plenty of time to sit down and do a little bit of homework there. So I'm still thinking about my final project. I have an idea. With the final project, like even my level three project took me well over 50 hours and it was a simple woven scarf. The spinning takes a long time. So whatever project I actually make, and I, I do want to knit something this time, I I have to allot time for that and and 75 hours isn't much when you add in knitting time. So, I found a a simple shawl with an interesting construction that I think I want to do. And the the construction makes it so that I could dye up um in three different colors and and have them that way or possibly two because it's three different sections so I could have the center and the outside the same color. But I'm still thinking about reeling silk for it and then spinning 
well, obviously reeling the silk and then degumming it and then spinning a few of the filaments together to make something a little more substantial than just reeled silk. But I still have to figure out how to reel the stuff. So, and then, and then dye it. That's what I'm thinking about. If not, then I have to blend something. Now, I, I did pick up 100, 100 grams of red airy silk, which is beautiful, but I don't want to dye that. And I'd like to try and spin it by itself. So, I don't know. I don't know yet. I mean, obviously, I've still got time to deal with the final project, but we'll see. And hey, I haven't really spun linen yet. I may just love linen and want to make something out of linen. I don't know. My dad was after me today. He's like, you need to figure out a distaff for my great-grandmother's wheel. It It, it is a flax wheel. My great-grandmother's? Great-great? I don't remember anymore. Anyway, the one that dad is restoring for me. And it needs a distaff. And I need to spin a skein off of a distaff anyway. So dad's after me to figure out which kind of distaff I would like. But uh, I have till Christmas to figure that out. Depending on how the one fleece exercise goes, I might start with the linen ones because there are a lot of of, uh, flax skeins Um, during the break. I, I can read the section from my book about cotton linen and hemp. I'll read the linen section and uh, and go from there. When we when I was spinning it in class, I was getting the hang of it, even spinning off the distaff. So I just have to remember that and go back to it. Some other little Fiber Week notes. Um, if you are planning to head to Fiber Week, I have been asked to coordinate a yarn bomb for Fiber Week. I'm still waiting on some information from Wolds College, but I have an idea, and hopefully I can get something drawn up and a little thing put into the brochure before it gets uh, designed and out. So, yeah, I look forward to a, a yarn bomb at Fiber Week this year. It should be a lot of fun. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for Fiber Week right now. I'm I'm really happy to get back to the homework. It felt really good to get those seven skeins done, and uh, or nine actually. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the Christmas break. We'll see how much I can I can get finished. Fiber notes. So the Wednesday after the last episode, I managed to get both shawls blocked. I'd I'd finished off branching out. I got that finished and cast off. And so I had them both ready. And so Wednesday, I I, uh, wove in the ends and threw them in, well, one at a time, threw them in, uh, in the wash and then pinned them out. This was very fun with a cat. I actually ended up having to kick her out of the room that I was blocking in because she found the uh, the nitpicks blocking wires the best toys ever. She really didn't care much about the shawls or the yarn or the pins or anything, but those wires, oh man, those were the best things. And of course, when she picked up one that already had knitting on it, that was, no, I had to kick her out. 
And then I let her back in and then I kicked her out again and so on and so forth. But all, all the shawls, all, all both of the shawls ended up getting blocked and they're just beautiful. The, the pattern on Star Maiden, you know, it really, really pops when you block it. What I did with the edge, and I, I, was, I took a look at other people's finished projects, and I wasn't entirely sure what to do. But what I did was with the border pattern, I threaded um, the five yarn overs so that it's, a, it's an alternating pattern of a lace circle and, and, an, and a net. So the outside um, would, would be five yarn overs and then, and then, of course, the circle, which would be stockinette. So every time there was five yarn overs, I laced those through the wires. And that gave me a nice sort of wavy edge. And, and of course, I, I pulled out, like I didn't pin out the circles, but, but I just sort of I, I pulled the fabric so that it lay flat to dry. And then, of course, the, the top made that straight with star, uh, not star maiden, branching out. That was a, a little more interesting because each, technically each section is half of a triangular shawl, but uh, it didn't have quite enough give to make it that. On I mean, on the other hand, when I did end up blocking it, the two tips were actually crossed over each other. So it still has a huge amount of stretch to it. They, they were just off of being co- completely triangular with a 90 degree angle. Oh, but it sits so nice. So nice. And it's just so pretty. The, the lace pattern, you know, for all that it was easy, is just so effective. And then the, the border, just beautiful. I'm really glad that I, I didn't do the extra repeat because there was only a third of a skein and I was pretty close to, to uh, running out because I did the super stretchy bind off, which took a little bit more yarn, but uh, it's just gorgeous and it matches my Christmas outfit very well. I'm with my second Christmas outfit. I'm not so good with color. I'm not a hundred percent sure that star maiden goes. I'm going to bring it down to Calgary and I'm going to get other people's opinion because I mean, my, my brother-in-law has a has an arts degree and he's taken, he knows color theory. He'll, he can tell me if it matches or not. And, uh, there's a, I have another shawl that goes that I've, I've been wearing with that dress, but I'll bring that as well. I, I, I kind of think Star Maiden goes, it's very contrasty, but the, the blue kind, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Star Maiden will go with other outfits though. I just was kind of hoping it would go with my Christmas outfit. It's all good. Other than that, I started a new pair of socks. Now I know I haven't finished the pair of socks I was knitting for myself, but what happened was on very short notice last week, not the one that just passed, but the one before, um, Knitminton got invited to teach uh, knitting during a self-directed learning day at a high school here in Edmonton which was a ton of fun. And uh, I took a, 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 do- a day off of work to do that. And, uh, and when I was, you know, pulling stuff together, I'm like, I don't know what high school students would like. And I was pulling 
project finished projects that I thought would appeal to them and books that I thought would appeal to them and and yarn because we were just coming in cold right like we had nothing I'm used to teaching in a library where you know you can you can take books from the shelf but but I was like I don't have anything really cool on the needles right now I mean I mean the the socks that I'm doing for myself are kind of cool because they're magic loop but I'm at a point right now where I have to figure out how to do the gusset and that's not really easy to do while you know just picking it up when you're teaching so I'm like okay well Thursday night I like I I gotta I gotta get something cool on the needles I've, I've got to so I went into my stash and I found the ball of yarn that Mike picked out for his socks now it's uh I wrote it down online super sock neon Mike um picked it out last year when we went to the loop in Calgary and it's black and navy blue although we didn't see that at the time and bright neon yellow and I'm like okay well I'm pretty sure high school students will like this so I grabbed my uh two millimeter uh cubic cubic needles and uh finished up the toe because it's a toe up sock um and and uh had that was into the foot by the time uh we taught on friday and yeah i had a few of the of the kids um at the school comment on it so i've actually i cast it on so a week ago thursday and i finished the first sock this past thursday so it took me a week now it's it's eight stitches bigger than one the one i would knit for me it's 72 stitches instead of 64 which means it takes quite a bit of time longer and a bit more yarn, but you know, it, it still didn't go too bad. You know, I got a sock finished in a week. I've been a little lax since then. I've only, I'm only into the foot on the second sock. I finished the toe though. Uh, we had a staff in service and I was able to sit at the back and do some knitting and pay attention. I love, I love the in services for that because I can actually get some stuff done. So anyway, I'm hoping to have those done by Christmas. I will make him wear them. (laughs) They'll be kind of a Christmas present, I guess, if I can get them done on time. But, uh, but they're fun. Like it's just a simple toe up sock. Uh, but the pattern is, is quite good and quite detailed and, and it seems like it fits really well. So I may do that for my socks as well. I'll put a link to that particular pattern in the show notes. It's free on Ravelry. But yeah, other than that, I haven't been knitting too much. The next couple weeks, I'll be continuing to work on the sock. I'll probably get back to ethereal. I just want to, I feel like I need to clean up some stuff. I mean, I know I won't be able to completely clean up everything before the new year, but get a few things off the needles, get them all finished. By the wayside. So it's been about two weeks since I started working on uh, the Christmas elegance for By the Wayside. And it's funny, I'm starting to remember why I, I liked cross-stitching so much. 
I'm, I'm even like sneaking in some extra time on Sundays, both this past Sunday, like today and, and the Sunday before I've been sneaking in a little bit of extra time to work on it. Like I used to sit for like a whole day and, and cross stitch on, on something. And I, I mean, I don't know why it's basically it's paint by number, right? But maybe it's because for someone like me, who's got very little, you know, artistic talent in, in the sort of drawing direction or painting or what have you it's a way for me to make a picture that looks good it's like paint by numbers i don't know but uh yeah so christmas elegance i found an error there was uh i was working away on the right left hand side of the picture and all of a sudden my count was off it wasn't matching and no matter which way I counted from, everything was right, except for the place where it was wrong. So that was a little annoying, and I couldn't figure out where the error was. Now, my sister had told me there wasn't there was a mistake in it. There was one point where um, she had accidentally gone because um, it's a li- it's a linen, so it's it's a two over two. Um, there was one place where she'd gone one over and two up instead. There was, so there's one column that was thinner. But I, I knew about that. And I didn't see how that would have made the error on the other side. So I was looking at this and I was trying to figure it out. And I'm like, you know what? I need a working copy. I need a copy of this pattern that I can scribble on. So uh, this week we stopped by Staples and they made a photocopy for me. And I sat down yesterday and started to scribble on it. And I think I know what happened. I think. At some point, that column of one over and two up moved. It moved to the, uh, to the left about two, two columns from where it had actually started, which was in the lady's face. And I think that might be why every way I count is right, except for in the center where it's wrong, or in the in the area that I was working on. So I think that's why. So I think I just have to fudge it. So what I'm doing instead is I am, instead of working from the left-hand side, I am now working over from the right-hand side. I'm going to work all the way over until I get into that area where it's kind of wrong. Um, you, you can see it in the picture. It's where the green thread is is uh, coming from. And uh, and then I'm just going to fudge it. Because if, if I can make everything else right, then I should be able to... It, you won't be able to see it, I don't think. It's a matter of about one stitch. I just have to figure out the best way to fudge it once I get there. But I want to make sure that I have most everything else right beforehand. One of the other things I did with the working copy is I highlighted all the beads. And there are a lot of beads. Like, a lot of beads. And Mike was looking at it, and he's like, oh, that's not that many. Yeah, (laughs) he doesn't cross-stitch. It's a lot of beads. Anyway, I went into my, my own stash of Mill Hill beads, and I only have one of there's about 10 different kinds so I have to go shopping there's also a uh, metallic gold thread that's uh, that uh, Sheila didn't have either 
So I'm going to have to go shopping. Possibly this Wednesday I'll go and uh, and pick those up just so that I have them all and probably get some beading thread as well. I have to look as well and see if I still have beading needles. I may pick up some more just to have them because as I said, there are a lot of beads. But uh, but it's so much fun and I'm it's just colorful and pretty and and, you know, even as I was looking at all the beads, I'm like, I can't wait. It's going to sparkle so much. It's going to be so beautiful. And it's actually going pretty quickly. Like if you compare the two pictures, you'll see that there's quite a bit of progress. So the plan is to um, come over from the right hand side. That will also make sure that um, the row that's a little messed up, I can get all that taken care of and then I don't need to worry about it anymore. And, uh, and then come up, come, uh, come up around and meet up with the stuff on the left hand side that's already stitched. And then once all of that is finished, then it's time for the beads. And there's not much backstitch. I may do that before the next episode, just so that that's out of the way. But it's going really well. And I'm really, really enjoying it. And, and I know I'm just going to have to be careful because the, the reason I stopped cross-stitching was my wrists, so I'm going to be careful. I'm probably only going to do it on the weekends, no matter how much I'd like to do otherwise, but there's still homework. I still have to do my homework, so during the week and during the day on Saturdays, um, apart from next Saturday, I've got a bunch of appointments, that will be homework, and then Saturday night and Sunday during the day, that will be for uh, Christmas elegance. So yes, won't be done by Christmas, certainly, but, uh, but it's actually making progress. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Thank you for joining me for episode 50. By the Fiberside is a bi-weekly podcast. And I look forward to bringing you episode 51 on December 28th, 2014. Show notes for this episode can be found at www.bythefiberside.com. Join the discussion on Facebook or Ravelry. If you need to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at ness, as in Loch Ness, at bythefiberside.com. Thanks again for listening. This is By the Fiberside.